Anyway, toys. Anyway, you want to see the brand new toy that I got? Yeah. I allowed myself to buy a toy, Adam. Oh, it's a uh, a what it, Could someone actually tell me what this is? It's what? Like what is it though? It it's an Imaginext blind bag toy. Well, it's obviously it's in the shape of Batman, but like what is it? It's though? Joker as Batman. What here's here's what it says from the booklet. The Joker, TM, uh, in parentheses, in disguise. <laughs> oh, okay. It's always good when you have a disguise to still put your Joker emblem on, <laughs> right, on right. your chest plate. And, and to change the complete color scheme of whatever yeah, you're disguising so yourself as. He's defo the Joker. Is this a pull from... Com- they keep doing Joker in a Batman costume that's purple and green. Is this a pull from comics that I've just never You're seen? You're the Batman expert, not me. Yeah, so I've never seen it, but they keep doing it in toy form. It looks more like a children's toy. Well, that's because it is. That's because <laughs> I mean, it's a... F- Josh's expert analysis of the Imaginext It's Fisher-Price. Well, uh, I mean, it probably comes from a comic that's more for children that you wouldn't have read. No, well... Like, what possible. is a Teen Titan? But they all... <laughs> Good question. What what is a Teen Titan is a different episode that we're gonna we'll spend ninety minutes telling you. What is a fourth world? <laughs> I mean, what were worlds one through three? That's all I want to know. Um, but like they made like a hot do- a hot toys two hundred dollar doll of um like the bat flick, but it's like jokerized. And like that wasn't in the movie, was it? Yeah, no. I'm is- why? Just why? So is this a plunger? Yeah, yeah. Because okay. that's way too big. His accessory to be a plunger. Is I thought it might enormous... be a <laughs> A what? Joker a... has large BMs. His <laughs> he should he should bring a shovel. <laughs> oh God! His large skipping it. Okay, <laughs> he clogs the toilet. That's why you need such a big plunger. Gets good jokes. <laughs> Um. So yeah, so you got quite the haul, is what you're. Yeah, saying. so that's my haul. Mm-hmm. My Imagine X blind bag Joker fake Batman. Just put him right back where he was. Penguin, yeah. Penguin seems more like a guy that would disguise himself as a as a plumber to me. Because he lives in the sewer. Maybe oh, okay. Or <laughs> the Danny DeVito one at yeah. least. Yeah, it just looks like a. He can't really disguise himself very well. Although he did try to disguise himself as mayor, even <laughs> though he had like. Did he win? Deformed ass hands. He was going to, but uh, he just couldn't stop like sexually harassing everyone. Batman, Batman, stop groping with his fins or whatever he had. He could stop if someone bring him fish to eat. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) he could be disgusting. (sighs) What was up with that portrayal of the penguin? I loved it. Yeah, I mean, it's a great movie. I saw it for the first time but this it's Christmas. Weird. Tim Burton's like, what if the penguin was just like fucking nasty? <laughs> <laughs> what if he just like ate trash? <laughs> yeah. Lived in a sewer and then wore did, nothing but like a weird And was actually jumpsuit. half penguin, like his body's all fucked up and shit. And just always made a <sighs> Oh god. Always, like a gross and, like black shit leaked out his mouth. Oh yeah. <laughs> Why does black shit and he, leak? And out he had his mouth? an actual beak. It's like t- Tim, Tim, you're taking this like too too seriously, too literally with yeah. the, with the penguin. How is his body so oval shaped? I'm trying to find if there was anyone else that was cast before Danny DeVito. Oh, like they were like originally this role um, was written for Tom Selleck. It was Marlon Wayans. Actually. 
Because it really does seem written for him. I don't... Yeah, like, who else could it I think maybe been? most of the ideas came from him. Like, I can eat fish heads. <laughs> right, I think, I think they collaborated. <laughs> Tim Burton was like, if Danny DeVito can't do this, then we're just going to have to go with... Uh, John Candy. Oh, you mean a different... Yeah, different villain altogether. Yeah, it would be a different villain. You know, insert villain here. It could be anyone. I was going to ask you what the penguin's name is. Like, it's a trivia question that you wouldn't know. Yeah. But I just realized I just didn't know. <laughs> yeah, we all know that. Josh. <sighs> like the penguin's real name? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cobblepot? Everybody knows Cobblepot. Yeah. Like, it's even on a Fox television show. Gotham, Monday nights, right? I don't Probably? know. Probably? I don't They're know. like... Is he... A- Teen Titan. No, Penguin is not a Teen Titan. Bruce is a teen in that show, so you're kind of close. And he's like, they're like, eh, skip ahead. I think he's already Batman now. Is yeah. that what they've done? I think so. It's I like, stopped watching. Uh, it. sixteen is old enough to be Batman. You know what? Just go ahead and put him in the suit. <laughs> we were gonna stretch this out for about eight seasons, but let's go ahead and throw him in there. <laughs> okay, so here's here's what uh, he said about Danny DeVito's casting. Uh. I kind of knew that DeVito was going to play the Penguin. We didn't really officially cast it, but for a short little nasty guy, it's a short list, I ended up writing the character for Dang DeVito. <laughs> he used the word we nasty. We so. didn't even officially cast it. Danny DeVito just kind of rolled onto the set one day, and we were like, yeah, this will work. He, he literally, the fish. He literally <laughs> rolled. He, he, put him, he wanted himself into a ball. He drove, his, he drove his duck tank into the set, and we were like, hey, we can use this. You know that move in, in Hook where the fat kid puts his legs up and becomes a human ball? And rolls down the ramp to not to like bowling pin multiple pirates. That's Danny DeVito's secret superpower. I mean, he I does think. roll down. That's how he gets places. Or does he slide down a ramp? He goes down a ramp. I mean, he does point. the penguin thing like at the zoo. Yeah. I, I think he's underrated as our most fearless actor. Because I don't disagree. He's with not that. afraid to be when trash. He comes out naked in that Always Sunny episode. Yeah, and he's couch. covered in slime. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, he's constantly naked. I was going to say that that claim is probably more founded on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia yeah, than anything else. Where I have seen some crazy shit from him. On I that think show. the penguin might have ruined him. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It gave him a fetish for being a nasty boy. Maybe. Yeah. He's like, what if I shave my whole body, writhe around on the floor, bathroom floor, and some goo? I don't know. What was his introduction? It might one have started in one the, floor of the yeah, cuckoo's nest. One floor yeah. of the cuckoo's was nest. Was that his first? Shit. Maybe. I don't know it if that was, was officially his first, but that was... Speaking of one floor over the cuckoo's nest, there was a, a, a character called uh, uh, Billy Bibbit. Remember that guy? No. Well, he was... I mean, I don't remember this. One of the people character. in the psych ward, a uh, soft-spoken man, and he grew up to be a talking doll. Was it Brad Dorf? That was Brad Dorf's oh. first role. Man, I didn't even realize Brad Dorf was in that. Yeah, I knew he, there's multiple people in that. He was Billy in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and then he became um, Chucky. Whoa! Great. It just occurred to me that we had two Burton Batman villains in that movie, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. We did? Yeah, the other being Jack. Oh, Wilson. yeah. <laughs> the, the most obvious one. Yeah, right, the right, chief right, right, right. Was <laughs> He was Apache chief. Ooh. <laughs> Cutting that one out. Whoa, we've almost talked ten minutes. Let's uh, let's go do our introduction. Let's, let's do the theme song, which we have now. And then we'll talk about movies. And yeah, and toys. We're talking motherfucking toys with Adam and Blake. Plastic 
life. So how's how's DeGrunt doing these days, though? Let's let's check in. <laughs> let's do a segment called Checking In on DeGrunt. Can you write a little theme song for that one? I'm gonna drop it right there. Okay. Uh, he's fine. He Jessica put him in the wind. Yeah, she, yeah. She put him in the window of the store. Yeah, but he's not facing out to like the public anymore. No, no, no. I stopped that. Mm. He brought in too many unwanted. (laughs) He's along the wall by the sale books. I'm hoping someone offers me a dollar for him. No, because I'm going to charge five hundred dollars for him in my art show. Okay, he's going to become my found art (laughs) object. You should really uh, try and put some batteries in them in him and see if he'll still dance around when you clap or whatever. For your art show, of course. I forgot. For the art. I forgot to turn him upside down and check him. I bet if I turned him upside down and peeled open the battery thing, and there were like two yellow batteries in there that said "Good Guys Brand Batteries." <laughs> no, I Remember? I checked him. There's no batteries, but also the like lid to close that the battery area is just not there either. So it's like I don't even know if it would register batteries if you put them in there. Yeah, but it is haunted. Yeah. Is Welcome it? to Sh- Shelf Life, a collector's podcast. Oh, yeah. Let's go ahead and introduce what this is. Adam, take it away. Welcome to Shelf Life, a collector's <laughs> podcast. I'm your host, Adam Timish. And with me, as always, is the Tim Drake to my Dick Grayson, Blake Walker. I don't know if that's good or bad, but I'll take it. It's me, computer whiz kid boy, Wonder. And our guest for this week is our good friend and bookshelf fanboy. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He likes books. He he loves movies. He's a movie boy. Yeah, Josh Arnett. Oh. The Jason Todd <laughs> to our other Robins. Yeah, the bad boy. And the one who dies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's okay. He comes back. <laughs> Cooler than ever. So, was it weird to anyone else that the there were good guys brand batteries inside of the Chuckies? That's a little... I didn't ever notice that. I mean, okay. you're just jumping right That's in. That's foreshadowing. No, I'm getting ahead of myself, but yeah, they made their own batteries. Okay, that, no, that's uh, fair. Just a little detail They're I noticed. They're trying to do a little early merchandise for uh, the collectors. Yeah, well, they never took off. Cornering the market, like, be sure to get your good guy brand batteries, or else this will not work. <laughs> I wish that toy took off in the real world, like Buzz Lightyear or something, like where they started to make real ones and kids went crazy for Did it. Did they? I bet they're... they're actually, there's a company that's making a, a replica. It's not going to be like a talking... It's like four think. feet tall. Like, yeah. I didn't realize how it's fucking big, big, big the Chucky is. Yeah. Like, it's the size... Like, in the first movie, Child's Play, that's what I'm talking about, <laughs> when Andy is carrying him around, it's like the size of Andy. It's like he's yeah, dragging he's another huge. child around. Um, so... I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, I assigned everyone um, movie assignments. I said, go and watch movies about toys, movies that feature toys in some way or another. And then I said, report back to me. Yeah. So. Um, toys and movies. I Real quick, I watched. I'd never seen a Child's Play movie. I watched Child's Play 1 and 2. Um, I'll watch the other five soon. 
I'll talk about those later, though. Listen, yeah, we can talk about them later. Yeah, so I we'll got get into it. Just, okay. all the Just flip on USA in the 90s in the afternoon on a okay. Sunday, and you were going to catch... <laughs> I'll just jump right back to the 90s. Yeah, you could... You would catch Child's the Play. The edited version? <laughs> That's... I, I think up until Bride of Chucky, I have only seen definitely the first one, maybe parts of the second one. The second's better, so you should see the whole second one. Should I? It has <laughs> it has this babe. Her name is Kyle. That's right. Kyle. Listen, can I tell you something? Big time spoiler. Uh is it about the fate of Chucky? In the most recent one, uh Curse of Chucky. Is it Curse cult or of, Cult? Cult of Chucky. Oh, cult, cult of, of Chucky. Are there are there seven? Yeah, there's seven. There was Curse of Chucky. But yeah, yeah. And now there, I and most recently that. was Cold. Curse. And for some reason, cold. I headed down to a red box and grabbed it's because a... it's because they stopped making the last two were not theatrical release. Oh, for real. <laughs> but I still yeah. watched Cult of Chucky. Yeah, because it was probably on Netflix. I, yeah, no, I rented it. I posted like a you screenshot. You mean Curse of Chucky, the haunted house, the one. newest one? Okay. Curse of Chucky is in, like, an old house. No, no, no. Cult the one Cult Chucky is in the Okay, yeah, that's yeah. the most recent one. Okay, so I was watching it at 8 in the morning, and I sent, like, a, a screencast. <laughs> and do. Blake said, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> <laughs> I say that a few times a day to Josh. <laughs> anyway, Kyle is in the stinger of Cult of Chucky. Oh, shit. It was, like, a big reveal, like, she's back. She's still looking like a snack, right? And Andy's in that one, too. Really? Yeah. Chucky's got a wife now. Well, okay, so be. in Child's Play 3, they recast Andy as, like, an older, like, right. teen. They jump ahead a whole... Yeah, but in Cult of Chucky, it's the original actor So that, that kid, actually, yeah. that's so weird. Yeah. Well, don't spoil why he comes back. I don't even want to know. I'll get there in a few months. Anyway, all I was going to say, and we can talk about it later, but the movies just get wilder and wilder oh i'm like, sure they at do. a certain point it's just camp yeah like, yeah they just i mean it's all once john waters is cast part two was mostly camp I well mean. i feel like in the th- first three they were trying to keep somewhat formulaic and yeah. like trying to stay within like normal bounds of what but there's only so much you can do but then it's like once bride of chucky hit they were just like off the rails like we're gonna just walls. do whatever let's the see shit what we sticks want. okay it's child play one through three bride yeah seed, seed. Okay, and then curse, curse, cult. And curse, cult. Yeah. I saw and then Chucky in space. Seed of Chucky with Adam opening night. Yeah, and I actually saw Seed before I saw Bride, so I just had no idea. I, I didn't realize how interconnected those two movies are. But I know from the Netflix. Why is Jennifer Tilly in this? <laughs> I know that Jennifer Tilly is still in them. Yeah. Apparently, she's in the but as a human she's in curse. Yeah, because I, no Chucky. Can, you have to see Seed. That yes. all that all kind of comes. Oh, I can't actually. I'm excited to keep watching this series. I'm, I'm, I'm liking yeah. it. I'm liking it. They're what? Like a tight 85 minutes? Yeah, each. yeah. yeah I mean, one. it's like I just watched a show. I gave the first one two and a half stars, and then the third one, th- or the second one, three stars, and I said... They're just going to keep going on? I like it better. Yeah. So half a star each time. If it continues in that trend, the seventh one will be like six stars. <laughs> and... uh yeah, and they just really don't give a shit anymore about anything. Like, at one point in the cult of Chucky, he's like, I've got this new power I can do that I learned on Voodoo.com. Because, you know, the whole bit is like, <laughs> he transferred his soul into this body through some, like, kind of vague voodoo curse. Yeah, Voodoo.com, And now they're just like, though, we don't even... That yeah, seems like... We're not even going to try and explain that any seems, of this. 
pedestrian for a voodoo master like Charles Lee Ray or whatever yeah. his name is. Um, he, he might as well have been like, I went to the Wikipedia for, for voodoo and I found this spell. <laughs> bitch. Uh, yeah, he. they really get into him saying bitch more in the and later ones. He likes to stab women and call them slut. I know that from the first. Yeah, two. he's he's. A, it's like he's what a, did Andy's? Chuck, he's, a he's not going to wake up as it goes. Just so you know, he's just going to. What did Andy's mom do to this guy <laughs> to call her a fucking slut? <laughs> Can you quick give me a rundown of the first? He's in prison, right? He's on All the right. run. He's on the right. ram. Child's play. We open on a toy store. <laughs> serial killer, serial killer Charles Lee Ray is on the lamb. Uh, running at uh, full uh, tilt from the law. Um, who's that one dork who plays the detective who gets with Andy's mom, I think? Anyway. I'm going to say John Ritter. The detective, I'll say Malcolm McDowell. It's a John Ritter type. It's a John Ritter type follows the serial killer into the... What? what? Oh, Chris Sarandon. Susan okay. Sarandon's brother? Okay, thanks. Um, Jessica's okay, yelling Jessica from the from next the room. room. So she's really the other, the other guest. Pro- Mr. Guests. Producer! Mr. Producer, what's that cop <laughs> name? <laughs> uh, oh, the toy store was full of good guys, obviously. Uh, yeah, he wasn't in prison. He was trying to run away, but he got shot. Or I think as he's dying, he uses a voodoo spell to put himself into the doll. And can I just say, that is, that is a plot device that can only exist in the 80s like they could never make a movie right now where a serial killer is just randomly like and i'll do a voodoo curse to get my spirit into this does he like Like, draw full on like pentagram and like do something no that's not voodoo he just says he just yeah it's just like like a magic spell he he says some stuff in like a creole type language while like that's totally out of character for what we've seen of this guy yeah if they if they made that today it would be like We've uploaded his consciousness into this chip, and it accidentally got transferred like into this, in the machine, right? Or it, small soldiers. It would well, literally kind of, be Black Mirror, is all. <laughs> right. It wouldn't just. You couldn't just get away with. I'll just say a few words, and I feel so like in the doll forever. There's probably twelve Blumhouse movies that do something exactly it, like that. Maybe. I think I'm just not catching. Anyway, lightning strikes. Lightning has something to do with the voodoo magic. Yeah, I was gonna say even if you like try and explain it in some sort of like Judeo-Christian like demonic thing, I feel like is more. That's more more grounded stuff, right? (laughs) Annabelle's much more grounded in reality. (laughs) Well, no, but they blame it on the devil. I I forgot about Annabelle. People would like understand that or grab onto that more than just like what this was, which was just. Nonsense. Right, just nonsense being said over a body. Um what did I oh, okay. So yeah, we're we're in we're gonna talk about child's play. Just we're into it, obviously. Yeah, we're here. We're We're talking about for like ten minutes. (laughs) We're in it now. Um one thing that I noticed in the first one that was a great touch, these movies were a, a bit better than I expected, and like production value wise, a bit better than I expected. Um I love how Andy uh it's his birthday or Christmas and he really he's watching the there's a good guys um cartoon on TV which was a nice touch that yeah. they actually made the cartoon um that the dolls are based on he's watching it he really wants it for his birthday is it his birthday Jess Mr. Producer Okay Conf- confirmation it was his birthday But he yeah he was 35 I think 
his mom, this is like too real, too relatable. Instead of getting the doll, he gets the accessories that go with the doll. Oh. And my heart just like dropped and I'm like, my childhood. Yeah. Was there a bad guys? Like I got you the villain <laughs> instead of the, the main been... character that everyone wants. That's if I had one complaint, the good guys have no foil. I mean, it's just this one guy that there's a million copies of, but right. he has, I, I'm Tommy. I'm Randy. Yeah. It's Do like, they all have different names. Yes. They all have oh. different names and they all look identical. What a weird thing. You know what else is weird? And the second one, um, Chucky has to kill a regular good guy and his name is Tommy. So there's a, there's a thing, uh, between Tommy and Chucky. And I'm like, Rugrats, anyone? <laughs> oh, weird. Chucky, red hair. Yeah. There's weird. something to that. I'm working on a theory. Uh, my favorite line from Child's Play 2, though, was when uh, Chucky has to pretend to be Tommy, the regular doll. Yeah. And Andy comes and grabs the doll, and Chucky, uh, you know, the evil spirit inside, goes, is pretending to be to the be regular Tommy. doll, right. and is like, Hi, my name is, and he pauses, uh, Tommy, <laughs> and I'm your friend till the end. That's pretty good. And he actually, he like breaks eye contact, <laughs> looks around, and then says Tommy, and I'm like, that's, that's Man, good. I should be starting these That's a straight over. up good joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I like just going to convince us to waste yeah, more time. nine hours watching. <laughs> Listen, I watch worse. So We're giving Amazon hella money with this Child's Play shit. Uh, <laughs> how many are on Amazon right now? Like, all of them? I think Curse and Cult are both on Netflix. They're on Netflix, but those are the only ones on Netflix. I know 1, 2, 3 are on uh, Amazon for sure. Maybe all of them. But maybe not Seed or Bride. Um, Maybe a little foreshadowing to more toy movies that we're going to talk about. What's up with the name Andy? Um, (laughs) Uh, As a child in a a toy-centric movie. A child. Oh, because you're referencing a Toy boy and his toy. Yeah. We got Andy and Toy Story. Do you think there's anything to that? Do you have no. a third example? I have a third example, but it's a stretch. And the co- anybody read the comic book Descender? <laughs> uh, nope, that is a stretch. Oh. Okay. Well, it's a kid named Andy, and he has a an android friend. So what's the kid? I the feel Iron like Giant's it's just name? because it's not Andy Hogarth. Fucking great. Mm. Love Hogarth. No, go ahead. What were you saying? I don't know. I feel like it's just such a uh, generic, yeah, little, yeah, generic little boy's boy name. Because if you think about it, if you're gonna try and name a kid, you either go with like the most obvious names, like Tommy, Billy, Andy, or you do something like fucking Hogarth, which is stroke of genius, obviously. I don't know. One time, I was what? talking about writing a story or something, and I think I pitched the idea on our forum. And I said a character's name, and Josh laughed at me for the character's name. I don't even remember what it was, but I was like, I was trying to be creative and not. I want to know to, what the character's name was. There was probably crazy symbolism behind the name. I don't know about that. It was that. Jebediah. It, no, I don't remember. I just remember Josh giving me shit about it, and I was like, all my characters are named John from now on. <laughs> <laughs> You're like George Lucas, just coming up with the silliest names right. in the world. I think I had like. Five characters in creative writing, like five <laughs> uh, in creative writing classes. I had like five different short stories starring a guy named John. <laughs> different, different Johns. Yeah. Sometimes with an H. If I was sometimes feeling... Jonathan's, which yeah. I, I feel like answers your Andy question. Then it's just okay. a lack of imagination. Is yeah. essentially the. I uh... just wanted to see, like at the end, at a stinger, like Chucky's 
foot like you thought he was dead and his foot shoots up from the ground and it says like Andy on his boot. So which which is it the first child's play where that motherfucker dies like six times? Both of them. In, <laughs> okay, in I was, the two that I've seen so far, they have to kill him like four times. I was gonna I remember one specifically and I think it's the first one where it's just like like laughable how many times he comes back for like a shock. No, I'm still alive. Like it's it, a, I don't know if it continues, but it's a thing. Like at one point you he's got like, he's like burned to a crisp yeah. and he's only got like one arm and but yet he's still out. Yeah. He's still if he's to a puddle him. of of melted plastic, he's that puddle is going to come after you. <laughs> it's voodoo. That's how voodoo works. Oh, okay. I always forget There that. is one in the future when he is buried in a very very deep grave. <laughs> And he still makes it back. Well, I'm not surprised. Uh, so apparently there's this series of short films called Chucky Invades, where he enters other movies, including so, Drag Me to Hell. Are these all fan-made? No, these what? are actually made. Why? I mean, they're just like using the footage. Psycho, right. Mama, and The Purge! <laughs> <laughs> they put Chucky into The Purge. What is Chucky going to add to The Purge, I wonder? He purges Ethan Hawke. I don't know. <laughs> Listen... I mean, those movies are perfect. As Has it is, anyone so. seen Ready Player One yet? Uh, oh yeah, he's in that. He, oh, for the God's uh, sake. the yeah, he's in that briefly, but that's What's, what they use their f bomb on. Oh, for real? Uh, but not him saying it. Unfortunately, does he call like the main character a fucking slut? Or no, something? For, <laughs> for some reason, uh, Chucky is a uh, like a grenade type weapon. He's in like that movie. flying. Yeah, they they grab it and they're like, throw this at this this opposite. Uh, military team we're fighting against and it just explodes in their hand and it's Chucky and the guy says it's fucking Chucky uh, Chuck- and then and then Chucky goes on to stab like 20 people to Ch- death Chucky, Chucky's are- overpowered <laughs> yeah yeah it was a weird like I like that Chucky was in it but it was a weird thing to make him like a specific so he's, part, he's part of the weapon. game yeah yeah he's OP they need to nerf that Chucky bomb <laughs> right right too many people um, it needs is, to be a rare drop. Is, exactly. Is Freddy Krueger in it too? Yeah, <laughs> he's in the trailer. Just like yeah, yeah whatever. I, I, I just, not there's a it. lot of stuff in it. Elf. Jesus, Lots of I Batman in that movie. For for real. Yeah. How do they get all these? But it's always in like a very like subtle in the like, background. Like don't sue us. He's just in the background. Yeah. None don't. of that stuff amounts to anything. The the most. Yeah, you're right. The the most clear shot you get of any Batman thing in that movie is the '66 Batmobile is in a race at one point. And I you believe see that's in like... the public domain. Not really. Oh, okay, but... I was like, oh, wouldn't okay. it be Sorry, funny? Boy. Wouldn't it be fun? Yeah. Don't ever put Batman in the background. Nobody puts don't Batty in a corner. At don't one do point, him like that. The General Lee comes shooting out with the Duke boys in it. And there's a really tight shot on the flag on the hood. And it's just like, remember, remember nostalgia. That never happened. Offended much? Uh, Great movie. Anyway, uh, I thought that the serial killer guy looked like Corky Romano. Brad Dorif? I thought Brad Dorif at first was Chris Kattan. Not yeah. Chris Kattan, though. He looks like Corky Romano. He looks like Corky <laughs> Romano, yeah. Well-dressed as a Girl Chris Scout. Kattan's name is Corky Romano to me. To us, he's Mr. Peepers. The, okay, my last thing, uh, the best line from Child's Play 2, um, Kyle, my new favorite female hero, has um, the evil doll in her car, gets pulled up by the police, and the police officer notices that the doll is bleeding from the nose and comments <laughs> on it. And Kyle says, 
you've seen dolls that pee this one bleeds <laughs> and he's, he's <laughs> just good. like oh okay oh well that makes sense you gotta so mothers have to clean bloody noses too <laughs> um was it a i can't remember it seems like i've heard different things on this was it a spoof of my buddy kid sister or was my buddy kid sister created after child's play uh, that's a good question. I didn't think of it. Because wouldn't it be weird if they were like, God, that movie is horrifying, but not a bad idea <laughs> for a toy. What if it didn't stab you? <laughs> um, I know that, um, okay, Child's Play was 1988. My Buddy Toy. Man, that seems late. My Buddy was earlier than that. Yeah, maybe. I remember these on the uh, commercials for my buddy constantly. I, my okay, buddy, th- I'm getting a text. Uh, breaking, breaking, getting a text. 1985. You're right. I wikied that at the same time, so you didn't need to send me a text, Jessica. Uh, 1985 by Hasbro. My buddy. I, know, by Hasbro. I really wanted one and never got. News nugget. News nugget. <laughs> Hasbro has acquired all of the Saban's uh, Power From- Ranger <laughs> Entertainment. That's actually true. That was just announced today. Oh, okay. Hasbro owns Power Rangers now. Are they going to redo that movie and it says Hasbro's Power Rangers on the Blu-ray? From the My Buddy doll wiki, My Buddy is one of several dolls said to be the inspiration for Chucky, the evil doll from Child's Play. But, like, what other doll? It was, like, the most obvious. Betsy Wetsy? (laughs) Wait, no. Like, I can't think of any other doll. That, yeah, because of the size of it. Like, the size was... Like, unless, unless they're going to go with, like, Teddy Ruxpin, which, because it was, like, animatronic and talk to you or whatever, but... Yeah, Teddy Ruxpin, he's kind of horrifying. I had him. I, I couldn't have him, and I think there was... It, it was kind of like Cabbage Patch Kids, where there were demonic rumors in the church oh, about Jesus. them. Do you know what I had? And I thought it was the coolest thing, but it's such a blatant ripoff was I had the Sesame Street version of Teddy Ruxpin where it was literally like a animatronic Oscar the Grouch that came out of a trash That's can weird. and everything. But he was like big and shit. Like, and it still played the Teddy Ruxpin tape. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I was going to say, did, did they just take a Teddy Ruxpin and like take his guts and reskin it? <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> probably. <laughs> it actually may have been the same ma- company that made all of those. I don't know. I didn't have, to look um, it up I didn't have that. I had 2XL. He helped me learn a lot with his cassette tape trivia cool cool so toys and movies um recently i learned that the first movie to ever star a um a commercial toy product was a movie that i assigned adam to watch (laughs) and he dutifully did so at his own um his own peril yeah you guys got all the cool fucking movies i got raggedy ann and andy's musical adventure uh, I didn't. He did that of his own accord. Yeah, what, you're right. what, I totally picked that. What possessed you to want to watch that? First? Uh, it's a movie that I, my sister and I used to watch when I was younger. Oh shit! See, I never saw it, and I wanted to go outside the box. I knew you were watching Child's Play. Good call. Good call. Uh, and I, I don't know. I was trying to think of something that would just be really fucking weird to talk about. And it was and, the first like you know commercial toy movie. And I didn't know the uh, history behind it, so it makes it even more important. So but it was, man, that movie yeah. is fucking bonkers. Disturbing bonkers? Yeah. There's weird stuff in that. Is there like hellscape, like nightmare scenes? Here's <laughs> the thing, and I don't know, it, we'd have to like, maybe there's some sort of Wikipedia page that explains this, but like, there's certain parts where there's no background at all, like it's just animated and it's just p- 
over a black screen. Laziness, just laziness. Yeah, and it's like, was this movie not finished? <laughs> Maybe. Or, uh, but, it but it's like always in really dark things that are <laughs> happening in that movie. Like, it, Just the fact that there are a lot of dark things in a Raggedy Ann movie. Yeah. So, I don't know. As I was watching it, I was like, how do I explain this movie without having to explain the entire movie? Because I don't want to, like, bore everyone by going now through the Now we've got synopsis. time. Why don't you just run down top to <laughs> was bottom? This, was this the theatrical I don't movie? know. It, 1977. I don't know. It is a full feature length. I would assume it would be. Because what would you do with it? Yeah. A lot in 1977, of, you weren't, there wasn't, like, a lot of home... Or any uh, home yeah, video. I guess what no, were they going to no do home with video, it? So it would have had to have been unless <laughs> it was a TV like a, special, a ABC Saturday Night. Yeah, could have been. But event. it seemed like a, did a lot of money go into it? Or well, I mean, it does have some live action sequences. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. Uh, like, why though? <laughs> well, because okay, so the the plot starts pretty similar to Toy Story. So Raggedy Ann is like the favorite doll. Okay, and this part's live action. This girl's coming home from school. She gets off the bus or whatever. She's carrying Raggedy Ann around. She goes up to the playroom, tosses Raggedy Ann in a chair and Raggedy and says, "Watch out for the toy room, Raggedy Ann." And then leaves. And then as soon as the girl leaves, everything turns into a cartoon. And yeah, that's what happens. They're all excited cuz it's the girl's birthday and there's this big giant box in the room and it's a new toy. And the toy is oh, this shit. Is this giant porcelain doll? I from, saw this movie from France. As a kid. Yeah, named Babette. What? Yeah. Oh man. And I thought it was going to be Andy, and then she'd be finally someone I can fuck. <laughs> and Babette is French and doesn't understand. They're all excited. They're all toys, and they're welcoming her to the toy room. But she's like, "Why am I not in France? I want to be back in France. I don't understand this. I want to be back with Babar. Yeah, I'm a space <laughs> ranger. I'm supposed to be." Uh, to infinity and beyond. So says she that at some point. doesn't know that she's a toy type thing. I guess, like although they don't ear. really get very far into it on that. It's just more like I hate everyone because I'm not. I want to be back in France. She's emo as fuck. So, meanwhile, up on the top shelf, there's this giant ass snow globe, and there's a pirate ship in it, and a pirate with a long mustache that works similar to Doc Ox tentacles. Okay. Like, um, sees Babette and he falls in love and he tricks the toys into breaking the snow globe. And at some point, even though this, he's actually a very tiny man in the snow globe, whenever it's broken, all the toys kind of become the same scale at this point and everyone's the same size. Mm, somebody doesn't have much imagination. I see nothing wrong with that. And... The pirate ship, he jumps off the pirate ship, grabs Babette, escapes the room, and then it's up to Raggedy Ann and Andy to go on this adventure to find him. Who's this guy? That's the Greedy. <laughs> of course. He's well, a taffy monster? Yeah. Well, you, you and, didn't and, mention that it was a musical adventure, did you? Well, I think it speaks for itself because there's a song every fucking 30 seconds It's called in this movie. Raggedy Ann and Andy's Musical Adventure. Yeah, but come on. So I guess this was maybe before... No, Disney was making musicals at this point. Uh, cartoons legally had to have songs in them, I think, in those days. Right, but Disney works like, what, five songs into a movie? This movie yeah. had... Like 25 this songs. This was in like it. A, a special DVD re release of a Disney movie <laughs> where they crammed 10 unnecessary songs. <laughs> right. In. 
It had a $5 million budget in 1977 and made $1.35 Oh, shit. At the box office. Shocking. Oof, sorry. It was 20th Century Fox, so it was theatrically released. There you I, go. You The little clip you sent, the, the uh, disturbingness to me came from sort of an uncanny valley type situation it almost looked rotoscoped except i know it wasn't because it was a floppy doll dancing around but that's kind of what happens when it goes from live action to cartoon is Mm -hmm. it does a fade almost like a rotoscope where it's a live action shot that then fades into an animated shot uh so i think there probably was some of that involved but that that clip i sent you which was raggedy andy it's doing uh, a song. A stuffed a stuffed doll belong who belongs to a little girl uh, is trying to convince everyone in the toy room that he's a masculine boy's toy and not not a girl's toy, which what, is hilarious to me. In what ways does he try to like convince people that he's masculine? Well, he does a lot of rolling up his sleeve and making <laughs> Put, making a pack of cigarettes fi- up there. Yeah, making boxing fist motions. Um but that's pretty much it. And complaining that he's tired of all the girly stuff that goes around. Hmm. But that's all in the normal part of the movie. What happens is after they cross the threshold to the outside world, when they're on their adventure, is that they're not actually in any sort of reality-based world. It becomes some sort of... Acid trip. Acid trip. There's taffy monsters. Yeah, where... At one point, it goes into like a silent movie, and it's all it's all black and white. Like, God, that movie's so fucked up. I want to watch it high. Did you watch it? With, <laughs> did you watch it with your kids? Uh, no, one of my sons walked in the room when I was watching it, <laughs> and was like, Dad? "What are you watching it?" And watched for about three seconds before he was like, "No thanks, <laughs> skip it." Yeah, and that was the one that I would think would be into a Raggedy Ann and Andy movie, but. Which one? Even he landed. landed. Yeah. Okay. Even he passed on that. Too disturbing. Yeah. Uh, did you watch any other good toy movies lately? No. All right. Sorry. I wish I... See, that's why we all need to watch the same thing so we have more stuff to talk about it. We... There's so much I want to talk about that this... And you could be like, why did the Taffy Monster have boobs at one point? And I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> why did the Taffy Monster that's, have boobs at one point? That's a whole other podcast. And that's why I think this could and should be a multi-part uh exploration of toys and movies we could go on for is it toys in movies it's toys, toys in movies the characters not like talking about like well it's the about, ninja turtles toys it's different it's like how you interpret it like movies about toys movies where with regular toys that don't come to life movies with but not just movies that have because now every movie has toys made oh like, yeah i'm pretty sure i could find characters from the post uh, <laughs> uh what are those things called the funko pops funko pops yeah. Um, yeah i don't count that as a toy i count that as um landfill matter i don't <laughs> uh but anyway. yeah like i'm not gonna ki- i'm not gonna count rampage as a as a toy movie just because they made toys of it okay that's a video game movie anyway yeah, yeah, that's a whole other thing. Not not our wheelhouse. Um, also, I think Raggedy Ann and Andy was about depression. I feel oh, like if you're gonna like, you know what, else? break the movie down, and I it understand understandably. What he, is that? He wrote the stage musical adaptation of it. <laughs> He's showing us a picture of some creep. With it's the, William Gibson. 
Not uh, that William Gibson. Though. I was going to say that the guy who wrote like steampunk? The guy that wrote uh, The Miracle Worker. But okay. I realized this one was very much written stream of consciousness. Just We're just going to write this thing out, one draft, and whatever ends up on the screen is on the screen. They were but high as I feel fuck. like if you wanted to take an academic approach to it, you'd be like, this movie's actually very sad and about depression and about how everyone hates themselves. Because <laughs> every character in that movie hates themselves. Except Raggedy Ann. Charlie Brown movies there also seem to be about depression a little more than is comfortable for children's movies. (laughs) Right. So anyway. Anyhow, um, Josh, what did you do for your assignment? I watched Small Soldiers, (laughs) and I don't remember anything other than the two things I've told you about it already. (laughs) Well, you haven't told the microphone. Well, can I? Okay. Or did you tell the microphone? I didn't. Can I? Uh, Small Soldiers, what I remember about it, which is not much, is that it was the 90s. It was... 98, I think. It was like, after Toy Story came out, I was like, oh, another movie with CGI toys, hot on the heels of Toy Story. Did it seem like it was kind of like chomping that flavor, like trying to get Not at all. (laughs) I thought it was something like that. No. uh, Like, it was a Joe Dante movie. So I don't know who that is. Oh, Blake. I was going to get into a whole Joe Dante conversation. Cut, cut, cut his mic. <laughs> <laughs> cut. Mr. Dante. Because I feel like I that's want... one of its strengths. I feel like I yeah. like it more because it's a Educate Joe Dante. my ass then, goddammit. Uh, both Gremlins, uh, oh, The Burbs. Look. The Explorers, the mm-hmm. original Piranha. What else? There's another big one I missed. I had never even seen a child's play movie, so it's not surprising that I don't know things like this. Sorry, I'm dumb. But he was like the king of all of that stuff in the all in that the 80s. He does a lot of like genre movies that are based in the suburbs, basically like like scaling okay. down a genre and basing it in like so small you're saying suburban. Small Soldiers was roughly as good as Gremlins, you would say. I'm just saying it was totally ambitious. Tonally, it's tonally, it's similar. You don't feed a small soldier after midnight. I don't remember like plot wise how this worked. Why did oh these yeah, toys- interspace. Oh, he did matinee. Oh, matinee geez. rules. He did Looney Tunes. All right, back these in aren't about toys. Well. These aren't about toys. I don't care. Looney Tunes back in action. Well, okay, no, that's kind of not canon. That's a J. <laughs> is it not? Uh, all right. Any Looney Tunes movies? Space canon? Jam is canon forever. Here's what I'm saying. How do you follow up Space Jam you with don't fucking ever. Looney Tunes also, back in action? You don't. Space Jam just got muted, so. What? Never mind. R. Kelly. Oh. oh <laughs> that doesn't mean that the franchise is canceled. No, because I think they're remaking it with LeBron. They've said they that. They said that like eight years ago. <laughs> they're just going to wait but also, to keep okay, It takes a long time to make a beautiful animated movie like that. Here's a weird thing. Is in Space Jam, all the Looney Tunes were, like, on the same side. Like, it was, like, all our antics on screen are based on, like, a performance we do. But we're all actually friendly. And back in action, it was, like, the bad Looney Tunes were actual bad villains in the movie. Which like, was, Yosemite Sam, like, is Elmer actually a owned a tune? casino. It, and, but it's kind of like Independence Day, where we have to come together to fight a bigger threat, these monsters. No, I feel like they were always friends in Space Jam. That's what I'm saying. But in back in action, they're not. Right. They're like actual villains. Oh, okay. The bad well, ones It's are. an alternate universe. That explains it's it. It's like Tiny Toons. Where does Bill Murray fit in? 
Uh, well, just, he likes to play golf with Michael he Jordan. Was a, I mean, yeah. That's, he's the Chicago guy. He loves Michael Jordan. And he's friends with the Looney Tunes. <laughs> and Newman. <laughs> yeah, Wayne Knight shows up for some fucking reason. <laughs> we, why are we talking about this? There were toys. I had them. I, explain to I me like then. mechanically how these small soldiers okay. came to be. So, Which is one of the weakest points, I and, feel like. <laughs> so... This movie's trying to be subversive. In the, See, I don't remember that. Uh, these anti-war. These, and I wasn't paying very close attention to the beginning <laughs> with David Cross and Jay Moore, who Jay Moore <laughs> is, he's not above the title, but he's really close in the, <laughs> in the billing for this movie. Somehow beats Dennis Leary yeah. in, <laughs> uh, in billing. They work. For, it's like a small toy company. And they're like, in bed with defense contractors and like no 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 well you're jumping ahead a little bit okay well you explain it because you can better sounds like the plot of the movie toys so it's a small it's a small toy company and they make educational toys and they get bought out and they get bought out from a giant like media conglomerate or something like that and they come in and david cross pitches these like cute lovable alien educational toys and the guy's like no i want fucking murder machines <laughs> and the guy is dennis leary <laughs> yeah yeah oh, perfect and so he decides to use david cross's toys as the villains for these like war toys and then whoops those roles get reversed and so the the villains the defenseless alien villains become the good guys yeah and then the war toys are the bad guys the yes. war, yeah because the, Moore... the soldiers are the bad guys because Jay Moore, Jay Moore the bad clumsily guys. gets some like sort of life. like Jay Moore gets some sort of advanced uh, AI technology to get into these toys. I was gonna say that still doesn't explain why they all came to fucking life. It's really funny. He uses <laughs> he's like doing some sort of computer search and just like what were the terms? Does he, he hack the to toys? Search? Oh, you're talking like, about uh, the the small soldier. No, no, Jay Moore, when he's, like, trying to design the chip, he's, like, state-of-the-art. He the he comes up with, like, a goes, list of terms. That, it's not Googling, like you guys have been saying, because this was 1990. Right, it's some sort of, like, really generic. It, it was AOL. Yahoo. It was Yahoo, AltaVista, And AOL. he comes up with a list of terms, and then it brings up this, like, oh, experimental chip that he's able to get access to. So they're not really alive. They're AI. Yeah. So there's no sort of element of magic like Toy Story. No, it's okay. all science based. Right. Hard, hard science. It's strictly but spoiler Neil for the end. Tyson. Neil deGrasse would Neil deGrasse. this movie. <laughs> Actually, he tweeted and he he said, "Small soldiers, airtight." <laughs> because I think he would have a problem with the ending of the movie, in which the our monsters, our our good guys, mm-hmm. uh, actually don't die. Or have their AI destroyed because they're underneath the satellite that's collapsed. They, and so they're all fine, but they pretend to be dead for a while. And then he's like, guys. And they sail off on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> Is that how it ends? Yeah. yeah. The boat shot. Well, they're going to find their own toy island. And- yeah, basically, because they talk the whole time about how their island is what, Gorgon or Goron? or I vaguely remember that. And so it's like, we're going off to find the... The the essence of Gorgon or whatever you know, and their their ship capsized somewhere along the way. 
I was as interested in all the plots and toys as the teen romance, which was really the, really yeah, the thing I was yeah. into. Explain that bit, because yeah. which you made a funny post about that. Which earlier. it was uh, <laughs> Kristen Dunst. Okay, Kirsten so the, th- the thing is, this boy, our main boy, who was a kid. I, I looked him up last night. I can't remember what he was in. He was in a bunch of stuff in that era. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was the, the it boy of the nineties. F- <laughs> no, okay. He he was. He and was it boy. a boy in the. He 90s. was a boy. He was a boy in the nineties. He wasn't Haley Joel Osment. He just kind that. of looked like a kind of generic floppy-haired. Yeah, he was generic white, white boy number one yeah. for the nineties. Sandy, brown hair. I'm getting a uh, 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 Gregory Smith. Alan. Yeah, he plays. Alan. Phil Hartman uh, was in this movie. Uh, oh, Phil Frank- Hartman, Franklin Jell. playing the thankless like flustered suburban dad role of that course. he always got saddled with yeah, of course he was the daughter or the the father his daughter is Kristen dunst the love interest okay uh, and then shout out to gregory smith the the boy uh that that wanted kirsten dunst yeah so he there's a bunch of rumors around the high school oh yeah he's like a bad boy like he's he a bad transferred. like he got kicked out for burning his school down or something like th- these <laughs> nice. are the rumors about him. He's not really a bad boy, but I think something bad happened in his parents' toy store, and they don't trust him. What? And so he's supposed to lock up, and he says, "I can do it," but that's when the AI goes off and the soldiers become bad. They trash the toy store, and his parents uh, hate him. There's also a weird thing, Blake. You'll appreciate this. So. The delivery guy shows up to deliver whatever boring toys at his parents' toy shop. And he sees on the truck that they've got these new state-of-the-art toys. Mm-hmm. And the kid's like, oh, let me let me have those in here. And the delivery man's like... It's like, all... Kind of rebuffs him at first, but then's like, okay, yeah, you can just... These will fall off the truck for you. Like, <laughs> the delivery man for this toy company's like, yeah, here's some state-of-the-art not yet released toys you can have for your toy store. His, his parents also are running an independent toy store and the truck driver also says to him, it's all going to be one corporation soon. <laughs> prescient. <laughs> so prescient. Uh, uh, so that they trashed the store. For some reason, Kristen Dunst had come in the store with her little brother who was complaining because he wanted to go to the cool toy store, not this stupid toy store. With Where they have wooden toys. boats hanging on the... <laughs> It was KB, right? To be used later. He wanted, yeah, violent toys. And (laughs) so he tries to flirt with her. And I think he's doing okay that first time. She comes back for whatever reason. uh, After the store is trash, she feels bad for him. They talk. He thinks he's doing really well. She walks out (laughs) with the big box of monster toys and then hands them to him and says, here's your box of toys. And this is after her boyfriend pulls up on his motorcycle yeah on his motorcycle <laughs> and he's like a 16 year old blonde zach morris type uh-huh. but not didn't have that much personality uh he calls her at one point to try to uh anyway that scene ends with him them riding off on the motorcycle yeah. after him she hands the kid toys and he's just standing there with this box of toys here are your toys welcome to the friend zone <laughs> yeah uh he calls her and asks her out and she says, I only date older guys. Oh. <laughs> but she, she's like 14 and years. <laughs> Stop it. And the 16 year, the, whatever he is, the blonde boy says, You can come watch me practice basketball. JV basketball. JV basketball. Oh, wow. I hated him. 
All but, I know is I had a, a 14-year-old boner, Kirsten Dunst. Was I 14 when that came out? Somewhere around there. 98, yeah, probably. Jumanji, Jumanji. 2. Jumanji 2. Had a boner on that. Um, God. I, uh, I didn't until Melancholia came out. <laughs> I mean, I was rock hard that whole time. I was like, oh, uh, just be sad in this tub. Guys, can I talk about toys instead of, <laughs> instead of your boners? No. let's. We're going to talk. No. Uh, uh, that's a different episode. But anyway, at some point, so there's like, what, five or six of these army guys. And at some point, they're all destroyed, except for uh, Sergeant Chip Hazard. Tommy Lee Jones. Voiced you didn't by tell Tommy me about that great name till now. So he breaks into a toy warehouse and he somehow activates this entire warehouse of army of the army men. Mm-hmm. And so then it becomes more like Gremlins where it's like just all these little creatures running around and in suburbia. Okay. Those guys are voiced by the Dirty Dozen. Okay. Wait. Now I didn't know that. The actors. That okay. The Dirty Dozen. Good pull. And... Thank you, Wikipedia, last night. <laughs> Impressive get. All in all, A plus would recommend. Great movie. Uh, I think another I it... another win for Joe Dante. I think yeah, I gave so... it two and a half stars. And uh. my only comment on it was it ends with a cover of War by Bone Thugs and Harmony featuring Henry Rollins, Flea, and Tom Morello. <laughs> That's Holy perfect. shit. Perfect ending. Wow. That's better than the movie. If you didn't get the subtext about war before then. <laughs> got it then. It's like, hey, we're going to let you in on what this movie's all about. Not depression. Oh, okay. The the voices of the other Gorgon. slam fist. Gorgonites. Insaniac. <laughs> punch it. Love it. Stench. Don't love it. Uh, were the Spinal Tap guys. So like Michael McKean and Michael Christopher McKean Guest, and, yeah. Oh, oh really? And okay. Harry Shearer. That's, that's that. Those are good gets. Yeah, that's what Harry. And then Shurer, Franklin Jella. Yeah. Is that am I pronouncing? Yeah, that yeah, right? yeah, yeah. He did the main Gorgonite, which was Archer. Okay, I think we should uh, come back and do uh, listener questions and suggestions about toys and movies. What okay. do you say? Yeah, Could I. Be fun. I actually. Got when I posted that, I got a few listener questions, but none of them are about toys and movies. <laughs> what? Really? Yeah. What are they about? Marvel Legends. <laughs> the only thing anyone ever asks. Did about. you ask specifically for I put movie? that picture that you? Oh, of, of and then, Robin Williams. <laughs> but they just toys. went ahead and asked yeah. unrelated stuff. Uh, you know what? I I I do love our listeners, um, and everyone who follows us on Twitter. Okay, uh, we'll be right back with that. Okay, we need to do an ad um, for a sponsor, I guess. I guess we have an ad. Yeah, you're doing the ad. Wait, what? We thought you were do doing Do I need to give you one of those typed up things like they give to like people on podcasts? And they're yeah, just like, oh, here it says we're actually going to improv. It's called it's ad something copy. funny about <laughs> the undies. <laughs> <laughs> bookmarks is great. Insert personal testimonial about bookmarks. There you have it. <laughs> uh, uh, currently running sale on Fight Club 2 a, now in paperback out today uh, now that's the sequel to 1999's Fight Club movie but it's not a movie 
Yes, it's, it's... But it is written by... It's written by Polnick, and it is terrible. So he decided to make a sequel to his movie Fight Club, um, but not as a movie. As a, a meta commentary about... Did you read it? No. Uh, about how he doesn't like dealing with Fight Club and the fans. And, oh, gosh. Okay. so bad. Anyway, I accidentally mm. ordered seven copies of it. Uh... On sale now. <laughs> I also ordered five copies of Priest Daddy. I'm hoping that one sells a little bit better. What is that one? It's a memoir about a priest daddy. <laughs> okay, okay. Aren't is it all... good? Is it good? I haven't read it. Oh, okay. In a way, aren't all priests daddy? I mean, when you think about it, yeah. Like they're daddy. Okay, the end. We can cut this. Um, <laughs> that was a great ad. I think you owe us money now because we ran an it's ad true. for your bookstore. What? What is the demo? Uh, the, the demographic penny per per listen amount that that uh, podcasts get? I think it's half a penny for every hundred listens. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. That's why podcasting is so lucrative. And like, I looked it up one time, and I don't even know if that information I got was right because it was like an insane it's, amount of people you have to have listening yeah. to. It's like when I looked up how much people artists on Spotify get played per listen. Ooh. It's rough, yeah. Unless you're like Drake, and then you're getting like a right. million dollars a month from them. Yeah, listen, we're on the come up. We'll get there. We're not fucking comedy bang bang, but comedy bang bang, comedy bang bang. Sorry. Yep, everybody loves it. Uh, but I mean, if, I can do a Reggie Watts. If, <laughs> but I don't it. want you to. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, You're not doing long tweet threads yet about how you don't know about paying your guests yet and what, what should be the responsible thing. Yeah. No one's asking us to speak at PodCon or whatever. To... I will never pay a guest. Well, neither will <laughs> Ackerman, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but really, Ackerman, uh, get us on your network, please. Uh, I love you. I don't, know. I don't think it would be hard to get on a podcast network, but. No, no because there's a million of them. You can pay to be on, like, like, Stitcher, right? Yeah, but if you're wanting to get on, like, That's a good a, one. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about a good one. Oh, like, well, forget listen, that. Like a network that people listen to. Someday. We just need to. Need to get four or five podcasts under our belt and then start our own network. It'll Look, be InfoWars is always looking for talent. <laughs> <laughs> I got to cook up some conspiracies and then I'll get back to you. Um, what were we going to do? Okay. Uh, I asked listeners on Instagram and Adam did so on Twitter. I think I had more luck. Always um, do. For your questions, comments, and suggestions regarding toys and movies. Um, had a nice picture of Robin Williams there in the movie Toys, which I could spend ninety movie ninety minutes talking about toys, and I will. Why day. don't why don't you watch that and then talk about it? We're going to. We're, We're all gonna, gonna watch it. This is gonna be a multi part this could be a simple podcast. Because you think you think We're toys gonna have an good. entire episode just on the Talking Heads music video in that it's not Talking Heads. It's, it's, Thomas, it's derivative. <laughs> it's Thomas Dolby did the song. Uh, performed by Robin Williams and Joan Cusack, I guess? Yeah. What, she was? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So, listener questions. I'm just going to pick one at random here. Joan Cusack. 
Yeah. That was Blake's joke. I just stole Blake's joke, everyone. There was a joke last episode, and the punchline was Joan Q. Snack. Thought I'd get that in there again. Thank you, Adam. (laughs) All right. Um, First question. Do you think the small soldiers' toys could fuck? If so, which did? Just uh, random user questions. Uh Well, we know that they created... Those weird zombie Barbies. Can you remember? Can you remind me how they did that? Did they clone their chips somehow? Uh, that part got really weird. Because even if oh, so, so the they were like implanting. Yeah, they were like cloning the chips and then implanting them in the Barbies. But where it loses a little bit of uh, of the science is how are the Barbies m- moving themselves? They're not uh, created with any sort of <laughs> mechanical. This is around when I was kind of checking out and trying to uh, write about the teen romance. Yeah. Man, they like... Those toys are straight up like stabbing people at times. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's really violent. Like, it was critiqued... It, like, it's PG-13. Is but. it is it Alan or his dad that gets shot with a nail gun like five <laughs> times in the leg? Just... Yeah, it's, it's more like a, it's more like an evil toy a horror movie than anything without any blood but yeah the the bar- point is the barbies stab Chris- kirsten dunst at one point and they're really into that cute boyfriend when the the blonde guy comes over they get excited they're trying they're to like... fuck so so the answer to the question is the probably the barbies um but it takes 10 of them to fuck one boy i yeah okay <laughs> i guess um i thought i actually really liked this question uh, was the transforming building in the movie big? Oh God, I love it already. Really, that bad of an idea? I mean, people get excited over a transforming city. What does he mean by that? Transforming city was that like a uh... was that in a thing? Well, Transformers had was it Unicron, the like planet that turned into maybe. Listen, I haven't trans- seen those movies except for the first one. I'm not talking about the movies. Josh, do you Sorry, remember the movie? I haven't seen do you yet. remember the movie Big? Was not to watch as a kid because he grabs because it's about a thirteen-year-old boy in a man's body grabbing women's boobs. Um, also, there's a voodoo curse that makes him big. Yeah, that sounds more like the reason. Oh yeah, right. It, gypsy. Sorry, gypsy. Yeah, curse. it is a gypsy thing. Um, here's what I'll say to answer that question. No, it's not a bad idea, but the uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? The way it was made was really shitty. Like, it did look bad. In the movie, it was like falling apart. It, yeah, it looked like it didn't transform very yeah, well. So so I'd say, no, the idea's not bad, but the execution was terrible. I like when Kansas transformed to Oz. Was it the same kind of thing? Where, like, it's a new land? No. No, no this is this is uh, Tom Hanks actually with a... Oh, this is a toy. A toy. Oh, okay. And it's an you, Empire you, State you ha- building. You haven't seen it at all? You really sh- that's one okay. you should probably go back. Tom Hanks gets a job and this is uh, in a toy store cuz he dances on a keyboard, right? He gets a job for at a, a toy, toy company at corporate being this is the job that's in movies and shows that uh does not exist in real life. Full-time toy tester. Yeah. <laughs> but what's funny is how he how he comes across that job is he starts in some sort of administrative like data entry role. That's right. And then he runs into the like owner of the company of at FAO, FAO Schwartz, Schwartz yeah. does the piano dance with him. And the guy's like, I'm moving you on. <laughs> like just, <laughs> that's how you get promoted. Yeah, exactly. It works like, for me. That's business one oh one. So he promotes him to, um, the uh, magical role of toy tester. 
So he's he has gets his own corner office that's just chock full of toys, and he just plays with them all day. And, and when it, I was a kid, I was like, "Fuck yeah, that's the jam!" And it also affords him enough money to buy a, a really loft, nice apartment, which he fills with loft toys with trampoline. and, and yeah. trampolines. And um, but anyway, yeah. So I wanted to test toys all day, and my heart was broken when I discovered that's not a few a months ago that that's not a that's real just thing something at all. focus groups do at malls for like <laughs> right. an hour and they get children and that actually yeah. the corporate suites of toy companies are very awful places toy testing is actually giving them to toddlers and seeing if they choked it up and die in the park <laughs> <laughs> yeah but they make sure to do it overseas and so they can sweep it under the ruggies oh. here but man he was really shaking things up in those in those meetings when people were like this so toy's a killer and he's like no this isn't playable at all this isn't toyetic they were a bunch of adults they didn't understand because he was a child inside that children don't want to play with a building except that he was 13 so maybe like it was a weird age that they had yeah. about where he was maybe too old to be playing with toys yet they based his entire character on maybe i mean maybe not too old i just looking no, well, around well yeah but <laughs> i feel like blake and i are not the norm 35-year-old well, men playing with he, toys. He, is, maybe he was more like 12. I don't know. He could Going down, down, baby. Oh, no, that's a Nelly song. What? Him and his friend sing that song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They sing a Nelly song? Well, well no. Nelly It's that same that kind part. of like, yeah. What else do I want to say about Big? I don't know. Thank you for that question. Um, it's on Instagram, at aka Hooded Figure Collector. Ooh mysterious whoever you are thank that you. was a good question though i do like it uh and i feel like we can was talk it really a bad it? idea i mean i feel bad for whoever designed the transforming building yeah but that, also that guy that was in that meeting was not happy when tom hanks tore it apart yeah i do want that job what up. what toys was he choosing in place of that i think he was coming like up with his he own ideas he was doing pitches and i yeah. wish i could remember what he pitched because it was just buck wild stuff and he would pitch something, and then the other people in the room would get excited, like, oh, yeah, yeah, we could do this and this and this. And they were building And the CEO was like, why didn't you think of that? Yeah. Richardson? <laughs> it was that, what is that actor's name? He is... Is it is he Jason Robards? No. He's no. another super old dude. He might be dead now. That had a I real... I think he is dead. Gruff, yeah, I think he died a few years ago. Oh. What's his name? Robert Loggia. What, Mr. Producer? Okay. Okay. Got anyway. it. Got it. I'll edit that together so it sounds like um, I knew it. <laughs> uh, yeah, the use of toys in Big is good. Um, Remember this joke? What? Where he has the woman over to his apartment and she says, she like implies she wants to stay the night. Mm-hmm. And he said, she's like, I could just stay the night. And he's like, okay, but only if I'm on top. And she looks at him like, uh, what? And then he jumps on the top bunk of the bed. Sex. Because the joke is, it's sex. Right. She's talking sex. He's talking bunk beds. How does she react, though, to when he says, only if I'm on top? Just kind of like, what? Yeah, it's kind of like a, like shocked that he would be so forward. Yeah. And then he just hops up and lets her just go to sleep on the bottom bunk. Starts bouncing on it. Let's talk about the realism in that. Like, if you're the woman, like, is this guy likable anymore if he's just like, if you're like, I want to sleep with you. But he's a well-known child at heart for no, I think being I, around the office. 
I think that's actually what she says is I want to, I think those are her exact words. I want to sleep with you. And he says, okay, but only if I'm on top. I'm, I want to sleep with you. Yeah. Man, if I, if I had a dime for every time that I was, that someone came on to me with those exact words. Yeah. It's not a natural way to talk is what I'm saying. <laughs> that movie had to walk a thin line. I think the furthest they got, does it imply sex? Am I the third only one that remembers no, this third, movie? Just second base. That's okay, all. That's all okay. they did. Just hand stuff. Strictly based in business. <laughs> um, another listener question from someone who's not my wife asks, how much coke do you think Richard Pryor did on the set of The Toy? I'm going to go ahead and throw this question out because the, even though the movie is called The Toy, it's not a toy movie. That's my take. He, go ahead. I don't even want to describe so, the plot of that movie. Never to, mind. I can tell I you, know I've the plot, seen that. And yeah. the plot it has problems. Let's <laughs> say it has problems. Yeah, yeah. We won't get into it, but that movie might not hold up I anymore. I mean, I'm excited for the toy 2018, but uh, that's okay. Not wait, is that? Just, I'm I'm gonna take a stab at the plot. Okay, let's see. His rich father. Pays a black man to be, to be his, his son's toy. toy. Okay, yeah, that's, it's that's, pretty basic. That's what I thought. I've seen that the movie 80s once. Were wild. I've seen that movie once, and I was 80s pretty you young wild. when I saw it, so I don't remember much other than I never saw rich it. white man plays back black man to be his son's toy. Yeah, pretty much. Richard Pryor made a lot of bad movies. Yeah. But how much cocaine was he doing? That was the question. I mean, he had to be around that kid. So, you know, still a lot, but yeah. maybe he toned it down a little bit for the kid. I don't know. When I'm with my kids, I need downers, not uppers. So <laughs> whatever, you know, makes me pass out. Well, thank you uh, <laughs> on Instagram at Epochal Toy Picks. Uh, I keep getting emergency texts. My wife says I never saw it, but my sister loved it. Thank you. That was helpful. Mr. Producer, what did your sister think? Yeah, what? Hour 42 minutes, coming of age buddy film. <laughs> oh, is that how it's Coming described? of age buddy film about a boy and his property. You know, the cover doesn't even... Oh, there's a kid. Never mind. Oh, man. look, Just look at that cover. I know. It's Richard Pryor on strings like a marionette being oh, held boy. by white... A rich dude. white man in a captain's hat. <laughs> is, he, is being a captain part of it? Is that... Uh, it? Yes. Uh, wait, Louisiana millionaire U.S. Bates, Jackie Gleason, also known for punching women on that TV show. (laughs) So, all right, if it depends on your definition of toy movie and how you interpret. So he's like a living toy. He acts as a plaything for a spoiled brat. Made $47 million. Okay, I may have undersold my questions a little bit. They're not exactly toy movie questions but they are kind of related maybe like one is <laughs> uh two are what okay give me one that's most toy related uh what film would you love to see? okay this is from uh luke what's his full name i think he follows both of us on instagram and twitter lupine book club okay at lupine book club on twitter mm-hmm. uh he's pretty active on there i like him a lot Semi-related, what film would you love to see get a toy line or a relaunched toy line? What film? I think The Phantom Thread 
Oh, boy. Because think of all the outfits. Mix and match. It'd be a good doll line. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, why is there not like a deluxe Barbie right now that costs $7,000? Yeah. With an original woodcock. <laughs> that's just in full if stop. If you haven't seen the Phantom Thread, I'm now realizing that sounds weird. But I'm not. It just occurred to Blake that the name Woodcock <laughs> could sound. How much do you think they giggled while making the Phantom Thread? <laughs> A lot. Paul Thomas Anderson. Paul Thomas Anderson giggled. Daniel Day Lewis didn't didn't crack a smile. It didn't, no. even, it didn't even occur. It didn't even occur. He's to him. a fucking professional to the end. PTA was just like. <laughs> And Maya Rudolph was also giggling. She was there. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm bad at answering these questions off the cuff. Josh, this would be a good question for you to answer. What toy line would you, since you're not a toy person at all, what toy what line? Me buy a what toy? movie would that if they made figures of would? What would, would get you, you back buy? into it? Because we know that you have a past of being addicted to buying stupid things. <laughs> uh, Richard Kelly's The Box. Oh God, <laughs> I'd buy toys for this, that keeps coming up between you guys and i haven't seen this movie yet. it's our in joke um <laughs> the, the, the joke being it's great i'd like to, i'd like to be in on it someday someday though are you familiar with brian de palma's phantom of the paradise oh yeah <laughs> i saw in the the most recent previews catalog that there's going to be a 135 dollar figure of the phantom of the paradise and i was like who okay jesus i get it if you're like into the, like I kind of am into that movie, but one hundred and thirty-five dollars for it. You got to be really into it. Yeah, people pay a lot for ridiculous shit. Like, yeah. how do these companies stay afloat? Like Hot Toys. And... Well, they make one figure that costs two hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you know they they found their niche and good for them. Mezco. Uh, the real answer is I would buy Cool Runnings figures. Oh, man, that mm. would be a good one. Yeah, gotta get the sled, too. A sled, you gotta get the sled. One sled down with weights, and one just uh, regulation. You also need the Swede sled. Oh, man. If there was... They have to have uh, Okay, I'd buy the whole line. Okay, the... The, um... You also need the bobsled hit- team. The bobsled team, each with a build-a-figure a build a figure of the sled. <laughs> Okay. You also need Sanka's push cart from when he's back in Jamaica. Yep. Before he and bobsled. guys, a fucking John Candy figure. It would be the best. I would be. May I'm here he, for that. It would be like he was with us once again. May he rest in power. That would be amazing. And and you could customize it. You got an Uncle Buck. I'm working on this. Um, maybe a diecast line with the different bobsleds that they were against as well. Yeah, it could be a Hot Wheels tie-in. Yeah. Hmm, Josh, you did good, son. They were Swiss, not Swedes. <laughs> I just want to correct the you record. You know what? Same, <laughs> same same difference. Euro. You mean uh, historically they were? Or no, 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 they no. They just no. called it, them it, the... No, no, no. no. They, they... I'm tired of you talking about the damn Swiss. Like, uh, okay. you know, like I said Swedes. Okay. I just... Oh, I see. You're correcting yourself. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Good answer. Jessica gave me, uh, reminded me a very important piece of information. There is a fourth, um, Andy example. Oh. That's very important. Well, so a third, if you count the bullshit one. That yeah. So a fourth okay. Andy, um, <laughs> the 40 year old virgin, Steve Carell's character is named Andy, uh, a toy loving yep. man. 
And I think that's my favorite. Until he realizes that your only chance for love is to get rid of your toys. Yeah, I mean, if you want to have sex with a woman, are we going to get into this? Because I do want to discuss. Yeah, no, we can definitely. Oh, yeah. The forty-year-old virgin is very important in any discussion of toys in movies. I think because I think we we fleshed this out earlier. How the forty-year-old virgin he makes the wrong decision at the end, and he should have kept his toys. That's. Okay, justify that. Speak speak to that. Because he's selling them to start an electronics store, oh, which because, is going to fail. Yeah. She has to sell it on eBay for you store, which is going to fail. Right. And because he's following her dream for him by selling Scott Austin, Steve Austin. But the movie. The million dollar man. But the movie yes. treats that as an admirable thing. Right. Which in reality, yeah. if he had kept his toys, he would have much more money. Than if he had opened an electronic store, which that sold VCRs, which he was, which he knew because he was a stock man at an electronic store. Like, what's he gonna do? We were pretty optimistic about brick and mortar in the uh, in yeah. the early two thousands. It, it was a weird time. So they didn't know because they didn't know the future. It was weird, and he, I guess he was kind of pressured into getting rid of his his collection. Um, for money. And she was kind of mean anyway. She told that one, uh, she thought he was a telemarketer that one time and it was telling him to jump off a roof. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's secretly like a psycho. You just don't see most of it. Not even that secret. I wasn't a big fan. But I'll say, if we're real talking about this. Yeah. I understand that to navigate the many nuanced challenges of a relationship, yes, you can't be fully focused on collecting and nothing but However, you got to let your man live his life. <laughs> yeah. My wife and I have some compromising going on. Um, it would probably be a, a lot more toy. I would be dead underneath a pile of toys, I think, if I was still single. I think that's how it would be. This is actually fairly restrained, I think. Yeah. Uh, I've like cut down to just the essentials, like absolute necessity. <laughs> like you'd need six T'Challas. <laughs> I mean, the yeah. absolute well, essentials. The essential. There are a couple more that I still need. If you want to get technical, is the thesis statement for this podcast Adam putting his hand on his chest and saying, "You got to let your man live his life." Yeah, I think. I mean, yeah. I think that's a fair. When it comes to toys, yeah. But the the portrayal. What about the portrayal of of toy people, adult toy collectors in the forty year old virgin? He's actually got daytime. They're always socially inept, always, right? Yeah, and I mean that's not ter- that's not like untrue. You guys know how to make your fans feel really uh, good. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like Blake. Come on now. I'm okay. I'm socially inept. We're Adam we're both so hip, much. cool dudes. I'm no, not. we're socially awkward, kind of. Adam's better than me. Adam can work a room. I'm just saying <laughs> it was <laughs> okay. He's got a great type five. He had like day toffs. It was a nice touch. Like his house yeah. was kind of set up like a real toy collector's would be. And it it was also a thing. And I'm a little bit far removed from the movie, but he wasn't like impulse buying Marvel Legends. Like these were vintage, yeah. like right things like, yeah, worth he was money, like stuff from his childhood that he kept. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he had a house. He worked out every morning. His life was fucking rad. Yeah, he had those cool video game chairs. If yeah. that's your thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah it was a good setup. Like he was physically fit. Yeah. But and he was, he was a nerd. But he was an incel, and and, uh, <laughs> and he couldn't stop himself from peeing in his face because of his morning erection. <laughs> it's impossible to pee with an erection. I've tried. Uh, no, what were you saying about incel? Oh yeah, You're saying he was an incel. The, uh, well, the 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 part it just did, less milit- uh, just less militant I don't think he was about an it. Incel. He was he was vocal at that point because yeah. he said he had tried and it just never worked out. And oh, then he they, gave up. They show you the montage of like <laughs> him getting kicked in the face. And... If it were today, he'd be there'd be a montage of him on Reddit, like <laughs> just him on Reddit. That's all women should not be allowed to wear makeup. <laughs> if they have more than nine sexual partners, they go down. What is it? They go down an attraction, an attractive level for every sexual. Like there's rules for this? No, somebody posted this on Twitter oh. that some real crazy person had, had said, and it was like, yeah, everyone should be given a government issue attractive level out of, of a scale from one to ten, and every time a woman has a sexual partner, it goes down an attraction level, and then if they get to one, they have to be forced to have sex. With got with incels that are not otherwise able to like find a woman on their own. I didn't know it that. was insane. Like it had to be not even real. Like uh, I don't see anybody, any person actually thinking that that is a logical. It's good to see that Scott has stepped up yes. his beat yeah. that name. Uh, has stepped up his uh, actual game plan. Local yeah. jokes, local jokes. <laughs> there are a lot of basement dwellers um, that are angry that they're not having sex. That are you know future mass murderers type people so it it could happen uh, but, it could be real but in the four-year-old virgin that's not he's a really nice guy yeah although seth rogan thinks he's a serial killer because right but seth rogan's just being a dick he's kind of a dick in that movie mm. he didn't charm me until knocked up <laughs> they're all kind of dicks in that movie, except paul rudd yeah they're all like mean to him right yeah like, yeah they are they're they're kind of terrible to him and they put a lot of pressure on him and then the woman makes is Paul Rudd toys. the guy that takes him to the party and dinner for schmucks? Oh God, yeah. So see, it's just a. I didn't see that thrill. movie. It's, it's such a toys. bad movie, but it the original bad. French one is so good. Okay, but then they get because the French is Zach Galifianakis in that movie too. Like he comes in as he's one of the schmucks. Like a lot of like business with like <laughs> yeah. I think he's wearing a cape yeah. and he was like a magician or something yeah, or a yes. juggler or some shit. Oh man. Well, it's not about toys, so I'm not interested. Okay, right. Movie. Well, uh, Blake uh, literally getting, only watches movies about toys. Getting back to sh- uh, movies that they should make toys of, dinner for schmucks. So now we can talk. <laughs> <laughs> That doesn't make it a toy movie, but yeah, they should do like a, a whole like playset for that one. I think. Yeah, it's toyetic. <laughs> so there's a lot of costumes. <laughs> I think Phantom Thread is toyetic, but people don't agree with me for some reason. Um, any final thoughts that we should? Anything we missed about toys and movies? I mean, there's obviously a lot that we can get into and, in the future. Yeah, we will eventually like for example the movie life size we didn't even scratch the surface of life size oh, about God. the barbie who comes is to that life. the tyra banks movie yeah i've never heard of it uh, wasn't it a disney channel original I think movie it, was. it wasn't we're, even a yeah. theatrical release but it counts. Like. <laughs> we're all gonna do i haven't seen it either but we're all gonna do a watch of it at some point uh, and where then would you come even back. find it we're gonna it's in the to, Disney vault. If it's a yeah, Disney movie, then we're gonna have to order a. I think Lindsay DVD. Lohan was the other was yeah, like the I think girl. You might be right. Holy whose shit! Barbie came to life. Definitely got to see this now. Wait, entire banks of the Barbie. Yeah, it sounds like the toy. 
Ooh. No, Except but it's, it's it a has, magical thing. Yeah, it has a, a magical element. Okay. Barbie she starts as a Barbie and becomes a real person as opposed to a real person that is forced to act like a toy. And, <laughs> and speaking of Barbie comes to life, there's been a lot of tension in this house and in our social circle about the movie Weird Science and whether or not it counts as a toy movie. Um, another movie that I have not God, seen because like as anything. we've established, I have not seen any movies. But at least Josh has an excuse for why he hasn't seen movies because he wasn't allowed. Yeah, yeah, but I wasn't. You have no excuse. Well, I just didn't. I, have interest I did in. see Weird Science when I was like thirty something. <laughs> <laughs> the ideal age. Well, that's a whole when you can really relate to it. Yeah, that's a whole discussion. It doesn't seem like a toy movie to me, but I also haven't seen it. I think I'd said I wouldn't count it as a toy movie, but I think you could find a place for it in a toy discussion as unless you run out of time then you gotta say yeah then you gotta nix it and my wife is sending me texts about why weird science should count but (laughs) next time save it for next next time time. um we haven't even talked about lego movies we haven't even talked about lego movies and the sort of meta toy movie concept um I want to talk about the themes in the Toy Story trilogy. There's we so got a much. lot of ground to cover, so and we're not going to do it tonight. Phantom and, Menace toy movie. In a way, in a way, it is. I mean, it was a movie made to sell toys. Was, yeah, but like that's that's different. Um, and I'm going to do. I think I'll do 90 minutes just by myself. I don't need you guys here to talk about Robin Williams. Or sorry. Um, uh, What's his name? Barry Levinson's Toys, starring Rob Williams, LL Cool J. So that's that's kind of that my project. And I'm going to hijack your podcast to do a 90-minute solo episode where I talk about the movie 90 Minutes in Heaven with <laughs> little toys I've made myself, <laughs> and I'm going to play with them. A little Colton Burpo. A li- and a little Jesus, so he can hug him? I don't know. He rides a pony. Rides that unicorn pony or whatever. What I will fuck? forever prefer the clickhole video about the kid that went to heaven <laughs> oh, over the, the Colton Burrow. Met, met Jesus. Who, who is... would not stop lifting weights. Yes. That is the funniest thing. I wish we could have a podcast that was just talking about click hole bits that we found funny. <laughs> yeah. I watched that video again the first time the other day, or for the first time in a long time, and I just laughed my ass I off need to all go, over again. I need to go back and watch a bunch of them. Uh, if anyone knows how, if anyone has an in for me, a uh, freelance writing job at Clickhole. Uh, at me <laughs> been looking into it there seems to be no way to penetrate the onion um so yeah that's all i got you could write for bloody disgusting they said they're always taking it's a horror movie blog <laughs> well now that blake's yeah now that you're movies, in the child's play you could just you, jump right on in there i'll talk watch about it through it. fresh eyes i'll talk about it what do they pay they pay Probably by the word nothing a penny for you know i'd I won't name the website, but I started doing freelance writing for a random nerd blog site and wrote a couple articles and realized, oh, wait, you'll never make any money doing this. What'd you make? It was something, it was based on the ad track, like the traffic that it gets mm. and the ad revenue. But you you get a percentage of that. And yeah, so unless you're like, if you can just clickbait it. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Well, were they, were they clickable? Like, what were, what was the topic again? Oh, I did not pick clickbaitable uh there's your problem. Topics. What'd you write about? Um, let's see. One of them, I wrote. I wrote about Disney Channel having the first like uh, having a show about a kid coming out of the closet for the first time. 
which I thought was interesting, but I did not that. generate a lot of traffic to read about. And it was a pretty damn sure. well written article. So you're writing about things you're interested in, not things that that will generate traffic, right? Um, you got to talk about not Taylor like Swift. what if Martian Manhunter hooked up with Wonder Woman. Oh, and then I wrote it. Never an ar- happened. And then, of course, I wrote an article about why Mr. Miracle was amazing. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, that's just, you know. That's just but again, facts. it's like, well, yeah, everyone knows Mr. Miracle is amazing. But like, everybody's to... writing that same article. Right, right. right. Yeah, it was not bringing anything. Why should I click yours? I don't even know your name. Uh, anyway, I don't know. Hit me up. Instagram, at Toy Vandal. And at Shelf Life Atom on Twitter. Josh, care to plug your Twitter account? Where can we find no. Josh's <laughs> online presence? At Hell Parties on Instagram. <laughs> beep, beep. That's me bleeping it out. Okay. I don't even want to. Um, <laughs> sp- uh, episode brought to you by Bookmarks Bookshop. All the books that are fit to print. That's what it's. And a few that aren't. Fight Club 2. <laughs> on sale now. Milo's Dangerous. Oh, uh, our. Th- Awesome theme song that you were rocking out to earlier uh, is done by my band. We're called More of That. Moreofthat.bandcamp.com Until next time, life in plastic, it's fantastic. Wrapped in plastic. It's fantastic. (laughs) 